the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. to perched on the top rope it's me it's me it's the dsp lee walker and i'm joined by the adorable one with a special message from cody rhodes ladies and gentlemen it was broken today that cody rhodes and brandy have both left aew cody rhodes posted a heartfelt message on his instagram today and it was read as thus I have loved my time at AEW, amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution was indeed televised, and I've been incredibly lucky to be a part of that. First, I want to thank Tony Khan. He's taken the baton and run with it, and it was an honor to work with him and to know him on a personal level. He's a beautiful soul. Obviously, need to thank my incredible wife and the mother of my baby girl, Brandy, for all of her love and support throughout this journey together and amazing relationships she fostered with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I also need to thank Nick and Matt Jackson. These two, whether they know it or not, took an undesired and not confident little cub and gifted me the confidence to become a leader of the pack. Kenneth Omega, Chris Jericho, chicken, dot, 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 we started the fire. I must thank Tim W., Keith M., Greg W., and the amazing production crew who understood and captured the vision with such grace. I can't name everybody, but thank you again to Mega, Margaret, Harrington, Jeff Jones, Dana, Tony Schiavone, Byrne, Raff, and the hardest worker in the game, QT Marshall, for popping me up and kicking me in the ass when I was running on fumes. I must thank all my kiddos, MJF, Jade, Sammy, Darby, Lee, Ricky, Tom, The Guns, Brock, Velvet, Nyla, Aubrey, Turner, Vanilla, Solo, Spears, Julia, Anna, Willow, Wardlow, Sony, Fuego One, and of course, Negative One. While we're at it, give Jade the Cody Vader. Also need to take a moment to thank the great partners at Warner Media, including Brett, Sam, and the rest of the team. I have so many milestones and beautiful memories of this renaissance. Through sweat, blood, tears, literal fire, and all that, I left it on the mat. Everything pales in comparison to the final contribution I was empowered to lead at the company, the community outreach team. In those most inward moments, your outward behavior and your ability to take fame slash influence and do something of value for the communities you visit, whether the cameras are on or off, is the highest honor. I'm confident Amanda Huber will lead the department with style. I'm so proud of my creations and contributions and the items I supported or collaborated on with such wonderful professionals. Thank you, fans. Y'all did the work. Let's live forever. Cody Rhodes. You know, it was a beautiful saying and well said by Cody and his, his team that put that together. A lot of fans really speculated that this was a work. And then AEW put out their own statement on their social media saying that Cody and Brandy were inaugural to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry and his love for community outreach 
helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long. Something new, innovative, and lasting. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story, and I appreciate how hard she fought for us both in the ring and out of the ring. Competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes, including great partnerships with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have an immense, an immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, and I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative, All Elite Wrestling. Now, you think right there, that would be everything that we would need to know, that just they, they you know, went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. However, Al, we are fortunate enough to have news that others don't have about this story. I'm going to break down the timeline real quick. Fightful.com, and it was Sean Ross Sapp, on January 17th of this year, 2022, initially reported this man right here, Cody Rhodes, was actually already no longer under AEW contract and that Cody was working on a handshake agreement. Now, at this point, fans had speculated uh, this to be either true or this was just a wild story, and Sean Ross Sapp took a lot of heat. He took a lot of heat. That was until Cody Rhodes at Beach Break said this. There's so many elephants in the room. This is an insane week in wrestling. People think that the Sean Ross story is... BS, it's not. I am working here without a contract. I'm not even on payroll anymore. I'm working here on a handshake deal. That is 100% legitimate, I swear, on Pharaoh's life. If you want to know how serious things got, but I can tell you this, I have never felt more at home than under those lights, wrestling for the TNT title, a title that will never, ever, ever be secondary because of matches like that. Al, that right there alone just a month prior to this let us know that Cody was already not under contract. Do you remember that? I do. We actually brought it up in our Superstar Update video, which you can catch on our YouTube page, perched on the top rope slash YouTube.com. <laughs> Um, no, uh, we, we've been discussing it, you and I together for quite some time, actually. Um, we assumed ourselves that it was just a situation that they were just coming to terms on a contract and that he would plan on renewing it. But that seems to not be the case as we saw both Cody and Brandy leave AEW today. And that's, that, that's correct. Now here's the interesting part about this. About six weeks ago, Cody had already been in talks, had already started having talks with WWE. So even though he was on that handshake agreement, that didn't stop him from talking to other companies. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I'm not going to reveal my source. But here's the case. My source says that Tony chose not to renew the AEW contract with Cody Rhodes. And the reasons behind it were two reasons. The first was the significant raise that Cody Rhodes was going to get out of this new contract deal. I'm not saying that money was the issue, but this other part could be the issue. My source also says Cody wanted to be the top guy, but that wasn't going to happen with guys like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole being brought in. Now, we're about to play some footage from Sean Ross Sapp when he went live earlier, and we're going to do that right now, and then, Al, we're going to come back and talk about it. Any change of the Nightmare Factory and AEW relationship? I haven't heard of that yet, but I'm going to ask about it. Peyton says, what are the chances some other big names leaving like Cody left, like Jericho, Kenny, Lucha Brothers, or Bucks? Um, I don't think any of those specifically will be leaving anytime soon. I think they've all got time on their deal. Johnny Ringo says, unless you're exclusively working with Paul Heyman, why go back to WWE and lose your independence? Cody won't be vaulted past Roman or in the next six months. I, I'll never fault somebody for making a decision that they believe is better for them and their family. Declan says, if he goes to WWE, do you personally think it's a good move? I can't see it working out long-term. He might have a first good first few months, but that's it. Creatively, no. Financially, yes. I would imagine it's probably a pretty good decision. Do you think Brandy wrestles or is it as Cody's valet? I think, if anything, she'll be his valet. Johan Benson says, Sean, is there more to this rift with the Elite? Has the locker room cooled off on him, and that made him easier for AEW to let him go? They wanted to come to terms. Like I'm sure both sides wanted to come to terms. Uh, but yeah, the, the locker room has cooled off on him quite a bit. Now, I don't speak for everybody. I speak for an aggregate of the people that I speak with, and I speak with dozens of people in that company and in the locker room, but I don't think that it is. it speaks for, for everyone at all. Nick says, what, if anything, do you think this might mean for Dustin's future in AEW? He's been key to helping develop their young talent. I asked, and I was told there, there hasn't been any adjustment to his deal. So, Al, the first thing I noticed out of Sean Ross Sapp's Q&A, this was all from his uh, Twitter account. He went live and he was on for a while. The first thing that I, I noticed that fans were asking about really didn't pertain to Cody, but outside influences of Cody. Uh -huh. Will bigger talent leave? What do you think, Al? I think it's entirely possible. If you're running a wrestling company, uh, it's bound to happen. There's no way you're going to retain all the talent that ever comes in. There's no way that you're going to stop anybody from leaving if their contracts run out. We've seen it in WWE, WCW, TNA slash Impact Wrestling. We've seen it in ECW over the years. 
And now this is just the first big person to leave AEW. So, I mean, it's bound to happen. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp did say he doesn't expect to see anybody like Jericho, the Lucha Brothers, or Nick and Matt Jackson leave anytime soon. But he specifically said those names he doesn't expect to see leaving soon. So it's entirely possible that there are others that are planning on leaving. MJF's been open to saying that he is open to a bidding war for his services come 2024. So, I mean, it's entirely possible they could be talking about MJF. There could be other people. Joey Janela's contract is coming up. There's others. You know, it's interesting that you bring up 2024 with MJF. And this has nothing to do with MJF, by the way. Um, Al, my news source also has more on the year 2024 as well. And this isn't from the AEW side. This is from the WWE side. He widely suspects that Nick Khan of WWE is trying hard for TBS and TNT to take on, you know, a WWE versus AEW. He wants he wants a head-on competition. And his plan is to have that programming start by 2024. That's a little interesting. Yeah, I find that a little interesting because with WWE's frame of mind, if you want to go head to head, that basically means you want to put them out of business. They already tried moving NXT to Wednesday nights originally to compete with AEW Dynamite. It didn't work out. Um, you know, this isn't though, this isn't the days of them trying to go head to head with TNA on Monday Night Raw. Granted, that was um TNA's doing, but AEW is not the same company. AEW is thriving currently at the moment. They're getting over the million mark on Wednesdays and you give them a couple more years and it's entirely possible that they could be even doing even better. We don't know what's going to happen between now and 2024. It's entirely possible their ratings could spike between then. And I don't know if it, if that does happen. Is that something you really want to put up against a really boring, dragging Monday Night Raw? Well, and here's the other thing you brought up a really good point with, with the Wednesday night wars there. When AEW was going up against NXT, the ratings were anywhere from 500,000 to 700,000 for both shows. Right. Right. What's AEW doing now? You said dynamite over 1 million. Mm -hmm. What's NXT doing? Not well, they're still the same. So that shows AEW has grown. NXT is not. AEW has gained viewership. NXT is not. So as long as they continue to grow like that, I think they'll be fine. WWE's not seeing any growth right now. Look at all right. their ratings. They all stay the same. Anyone can say, well, AEW's ratings are staying the same right now. Yeah, they are. They're around any. They can be anywhere from a high nine fifty to as high as one point two million. There's no denying that. But they showed growth. WWE is still struggling to get Raw over two million. NXT is still lingering around five hundred to seven hundred thousand. And and then you know SmackDown is anywhere from what five seven to a little over two million. Yeah. Al, who's shown growth and who hasn't? 
Well, obviously AEW is not. I mean, is obviously yeah. AEW is. Um, you know, the only thing to saying that is that uh, in order to beat SmackDown, they'd maybe need a couple more years. But I don't think that beating Monday Night Raw is that out of the question at the current moment in climate. Yeah. So back to the Cody Rhodes talk outside of that 2024 now. Cody had been in talks with WWE for about six weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other companies have now speculated that it is a done deal. Uh, Wrestle votes and the nineties Matt men podcast have seemingly both confirmed that Cody Rhodes is inevitably going to WWE, whether fans want to admit that or not. I'm going to ask you your opinion on this because I, I think this is this is the most interesting part of it all to me. And I know it's got to do with money, as you heard in Sean Ross Sapp, uh, that that video, that audio. He said he'll never fault anyone for doing what's best for their family. Also in that same video, as fans were asking questions to Sean Ross Sapp, he seemingly admitted that for the creative of Cody Rhodes, it's not a good idea, but financially going to WWE is a good idea. Hence the part of doing what he'd never fault anyone for what's doing best for his family. Now in that same audio that we played Al fans asked about Dustin Rhodes and the nightmare factory. Dustin Rhodes has already come out with a couple of statements. His first statement was, I'm not going anywhere. I love this place. And then he he gave a heartfelt message to his brother, which was very nice. Uh, Fans asked about what will happen with Cody QT in the nightmare factory. Seemingly, it seems like the nightmare factory seems to be almost kind of like a developmental for AEW in a way. Uh, and as you heard, Sean Ross Sapp said he's unaware, but that is going to be a question that he asks his sources and things like that. Right. So fans, we, we're doing another show on Thursday, which is our more general wrestling show. It just so happens that this was too big not to make its own show. Absolutely. So, agree. Um, but back to quickly back to talking about Cody's family. I wanted to touch on that really quickly because we saw that on the other side of the fence as well. Recently, when I feel like when a superstar is either single or married without children, it tends to be, the creative that decides which company they go back and forth to because they want to do what's best for their character. But if you notice, as soon as a child is brought into the mix, it immediately becomes what is best for my family. And we saw the exact same thing happen recently when Kevin Owens re-signed with WWE, because I think you could put that same question towards Kevin Owens about his creative and what was best with his, for his family or for his creative. And Kevin Owens chose his family And that's why he stayed with WWE. That's why he took the money from WWE. I think it's safe to say that Cody is probably thinking the exact same thing now. He and Brandy have a daughter, and he's probably thinking what's best for their daughter's future. That being said, if 
you know, Tony Khan is on this budget plan right now and doesn't want to pay Cody a certain amount. And Vince is willing to offer him millions per year. You got to do what's best for your family. Well, you remember how earlier I, I had said that this was a, a money decision and you just seemingly added to that right there, which is very nice, by the way. Uh, PW Torch, their WWE source, believes Vince wanted to sign Cody in part to show WWE could outbid AEW. AEW had won the services over Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, both of whom were extended nice offers by WWE before they left. Now, if you've noticed, Brian Danielson, he has a family. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole was really more of, I wanted to go with my friends. And his And girlfriend. his wife is there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, wife. They're married now, aren't they? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there was that played a factor in, in Adam Cole 100%. As far as uh, Brian Danielson and things like that, I think part of it had to do with creative, but, you know, also if you were getting offered more money. Well, and Brian Danielson's also in the last couple of years of his career right now too. So I think also for him, part of it was the matches. Yeah. Um, and then, and then as we know, we had also heard uh, in the, in the part with Sean Ross Sapp that the locker room morale with Cody Rhodes he openly admitted that uh, the locker room has chilled out on Cody Rhodes. And obviously, as we had seen that Cody wanted uh, to be the number one guy to AEW. But we also know that there had been a lot of, um, I'm just trying to think of how I want to word this, turmoil between guys like Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, especially when Cody got in that VI, uh, the, the EVP position, to which it really seems like compared to Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks, Cody took that role very seriously. You know, we, we would see the Young Bucks and Kenny from time to time, I think, kind of make more jokes about it, having those high positions, to which later we saw that Tony Khan actually pulled those positions from them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this inner turmoil could have also played a part of, of Cody leaving. The fans themselves could have played a part in with Cody leaving. Everyone had widely suspected we were going to get a Cody Rhodes heel turn, and then a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, he said, "Hell no, that's not happening." The the big downfall to these two leaving is Brandy is leaving right now in the middle of an AEW storyline with Dan Lambert. You know, the past few weeks uh, we've seen her come out, go to cut a promo and then he comes out. Yep. The last thing we had seen was Brandy getting a feud with uh page from UFC, not WWE page. I know that's where you guys were going. It, it's not my page. twin brother, Ethan page either. Yeah, not Al's twin brother, which was hilarious because we actually one time tweeted at Ethan Page a photo of Alex and Ethan next to each other, and they look identical. They look like twin brothers. He liked the tweet. He really did. It was awesome. 
<laughs> so everything we know about Cody Rhodes, uh, apparently there was also another part where between him and Tony, Cody got lawyers involved. And I think that's where things kind of went downhill as far as contract signings and everything. Uh, obviously, like I said, WWE also plays a part in it too. Because now I think what we're going to see is you're going to start seeing if they really want somebody, they're going to start, you're going to start seeing wrestlers start getting paid more. Right. You know, now with, again, it's got to be a superstar they really want, though. You know, we've seen Cody. He was just in a bidding war, apparently, and WWE won those services. Now, the interesting thing about this, there's no 30-day... no compete clause like NXT has. There's no 90 day, no compete clause that Mm -hmm. WWE with the main roster has. Right. Cody can show up anytime, anytime, anywhere and kind of do as he pleases. And speaking of which Lee, do you know what tonight is tonight? is NXT tonight is the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Cody Rhodes could show up to present the war in NXT for all we know tonight. Not saying it's going to happen. It's most likely not going to, but all I'm saying is it's not out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, I didn't think about that because a lot of fans have been speculating that we're going to see Cody Saturday at, at Elimination Chamber. Fans have speculated we're going to see him at WrestleMania. Uh, it's just a matter of when and where. <laughs> <laughs> when is Stardust coming back, baby? You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet Cody Rhodes. He's a super nice guy. Um, met him at Northeast Wrestling down in Poughkeepsie, New York one of the very few meet and greets that he's participated in. I would honestly personally like to see him not go anywhere to start. And I know that sounds crazy. And I'm sure a lot of fans are like, why would you say that? Like we need Cody on TV. I'm saying that because not only as a fan, but as a collector, he goes to WWE. I'm not going to be able to get anything signed. True. The one thing I like that AEW does, AEW allows their their contracted talents, they can go work independent places, they can go and do autograph signings, they can go and do the big comic cons and things like that, and that's and, and that's how I met Cody through a, a wrestling show, Northeast Wrestling, that he was part of. Uh, it's a big company here on the Northeast. And Cody's dad was a big part of it. Dustin was a part of it. Now Cody had been part of it. As a fan, you want to meet the wrestlers. You know, everyone has this thing where you you want to meet these guys. And he goes to WWE. The only chance you're going to get that is at something like WWE Access that you got to pay astronomical amounts of money. Literally can't bring your own items to get signed. Uh, I'd rather just 
have them at the big event, have them at showcase of legends, WrestleCon, WrestleCade, all those types of shows, icons of wrestling at the 2300 arena, the old ECW arena. I'm all for that. Right. But as long as he's with WWE, you're not going to get that. I would like to think that we'd be able to get those chances, but I don't see that happening. Aside from not knowing when Cody's going to show up, I think the most interesting thing about it will be what kind of role will he have in WWE? Who's he going to feud with first? Is Brandy going to WWE as a wrestler or is she going as Cody's manager? Or, or could they is she coming back as a ring announcer again? <laughs> or you know, or that too. It's all a matter of it being a waiting game. Al, when you first found out that Cody had left AEW, what was your first initial thoughts? Um sadness actually uh you know me i've always been a pretty big cody rhodes fan and if i was to compare his initial wwe run against his aew run obviously i think his aew run had a little more substance because he was allowed to be whatever he wanted to be however i then immediately switched to wow what are the dream matches that he could have in wwe now you know granted that Vince McMahon doesn't screw it up. And I was thinking you've got matches against AJ Styles, matches against Seth Rollins. Yes, he's faced Seth Rollins in tag team action in the past, but not the Seth Rollins that we have now, not the Cody Rhodes that we have now. There's matches against Finn Balor. There is matches against, honestly, I think he could do something pretty good with Austin Theory. But I think the biggest match that I would personally like to see is, you know, we get all the way through WrestleMania and Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, comes out and boasts about winning on Friday Night SmackDown. And then you just hear Cody Rhodes music go off and he comes out on WWE television as the American Nightmare because I don't believe AEW has the rights to his American Nightmare character. I don't even believe that they have the rights to his music because he was using that music before AEW was around. So for all we know, he could use that music in WWE. We saw CM Punk come into Cult of Personality in AEW. And that was a song by an established band that he had used in another company. There's nothing to say that Cody Rhodes can't do the same thing here. But I would love to hear Kingdom by Downstate Blair on Friday Night SmackDown and have Cody Rhodes come out and confront Roman Reigns because I think that's a money feud. I think that would be awesome. However, if you want to talk about what Cody Rhodes' first feud could be, Wrestling Inc. two weeks ago interviewed AJ Styles and they actually talked about Cody Rhodes. Bullet Club. Yeah, there you go. They were both in the Bullet Club. So during the Royal Rumble, I don't remember hearing this, but apparently Cody Rhodes was one of the names that was hyped up that could be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. I don't remember hearing that, but apparently it was, yeah, it was there. It was there. So Wrestling Inc. Uh, actually interviews AJ Styles 
and, and, and I'm going to read some of this right now. When it comes to the Royal Rumble, one name that has been speculated is Cody Rhodes. At the time, he is claiming to be a free agent right now. But AJ Styles has questioned that. He's not sure about whether or not Cody is, but he would be interested in seeing him on Saturday night, the Royal Rumble. Uh, these are direct quotes from AJ Styles. Well, I think I read it on your website that he said he wasn't coming back. I don't know about that. Cody, I'm going to call you out, man. I don't know about that one because you're able to do independence while working for AEW, right? So what's the difference? Cody was, um, AJ was then asked if he would like to have a match against Cody Rhodes and AJ replied, of course, who wouldn't? So the thing I'm getting here, Al, are these little subliminal messages that people are missing through the dirt sheets. Six weeks ago, no one believed Sean Ross Sapp that Cody Rhodes was in fact a free agent. We played the audio for you folks of Cody saying that that statement was true from Beach Break. Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago, Wrestling Inc. does an interview with WWE superstar AJ Styles, and they're questioning about Cody. Cody says he's not going to come back. AJ doesn't believe that. AJ calls him out. I'm going to ask this. Did, did you hear about AJ Styles calling out Cody Rhodes? I did. I've seen the interview. Um, okay. It's... it's about that time when I saw that interview from AJ Styles that I started to believe that maybe these rumors had some substance to them because now that we're getting all this information that Cody Rhodes is supposedly resigning with WWE, he's gone from AEW. If you go back, like you were just saying, you know, two weeks ago, you go back to, you go back to the AJ Styles interview. You go back to Cody Rhodes comments after beach break and you go back to Sean Ross Sapp's reports. The, Hints have been scattered everywhere that this was going to happen, and we just didn't see it. It's one of those things you don't know enough to look for the the hidden messages until after. Mm -hmm. Some people were able to pick up on it. You know, some of the stuff I I'm just finding out myself. I did not know about that interview. Um, and, and fans, I apologize, but. You know, you've got Monday Night Raw, you've got Dark Elevation on Monday, Tuesday you've got NXT, and you've got Dark. Wednesday you have Dynamite, you also have MLW. Thursday you have Impact. Friday you have SmackDown, you have Rampage. On top of premium live events, pay-per-views, other companies that you, you have to look for like Game Changer Wrestling, NWA, Ring of Honor is slowly going to be coming back, coming towards April. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling websites. There's a lot of podcasts. You don't catch everything. But fans, if you want to catch the good stuff, go to youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. You can watch the only footage found on the internet of Matt Cardona winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, as you know it, as the 10 pounds of gold. 
we've got the footage. Go to youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. You can find all that exclusive stuff and more. This Thursday, we will have another podcast episode as we will be covering any more news that comes out of the Cody Rhodes, AEW, WWE situation. Fans, we are happy that we were able to bring you tonight the news that we do know that the dirt sheets have not told you because they don't know about it, but we do. That's why I am the DSP, the dirt sheet provider. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go and you check out this podcast and all other podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Perched on the top rope, you can go to Amazon, Google, Red Circle, Stitcher. We're everywhere and anywhere podcasts can be found. We just plugged YouTube, but I don't mind doing it again because we got some great content on there. We have amazing interviews with guys like Gil- Gilberg, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T, WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts, WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. We have other great interviews coming like WWE Hall of Famer Road Dog Jesse James, WWE Hall of Famer the Badass Billy Gunn, WWE Hall of Famer Lita. If you're catching my drift, we like Hall of Famers. You can also go to our TikTok, where our Perched on the Top Rope TikTok has some hilarious stuff from Kevin Sullivan getting humped by a dog. That's right, WCW, the Taskmaster, that evil-looking little guy that you all suspected killed Chris Benoit and his family. Nope, he didn't do it, but he got humped by a dog, and it's on our TikTok. You can also check out some hilarious Selena scenes if you don't know what Selena scene is, go to TikTok perched on the top rope and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, you can also find us on Facebook perched on the top rope. You can find us on Instagram at perched on the top rope podcast. We are on Twitter at perched top rope. There's only one way to be. And that's spoiler free. We're out. Mm.